Welcome to the Change Starts Here podcast. I'm your host, Dustin Odom, and I hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. This weekend was a lot of fun with my family, getting to hang out, relax, uh, eat way too much. And so I'm looking forward to, like many of you, talk about Change Starts Here, committing to at least a week or two of dining. Um, we'll see how it goes, given all the holiday parties and stuff coming up. But this week's episode will be unique. We're trying to do a few different things this semester of trying to change up different formats uh, for, you know, just to see what what is intriguing and what format really sticks with you all. And so today we've dug back in our archives of our interviews and, you know, you all know the last four questions we asked. The last question we ask is, what's a piece of leadership or change advice that you've come across recently or been exposed to recently, or it's on your heart that you just have to share with others. And so we've captured about 10 or so of those interviews. And I just hope that you find them encouraging. They're some of my favorite and I find them encouraging. And it's, uh, I take notes during the interviews, but that question, as well as the books, I take deep notes on. And uh, I think you'll find this inspiring and hopefully it helps you. Uh, it should be a quick episode. It's something that uh, we've thought about doing for a while and decided to finally do it. So enjoy it. As always, if you're a subscriber, thank you so much. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe and uh, if you hear a quote or some advice today that you think someone else in your life needs or could be lifted up by, please send it to them. That's the best way to show love and thoughtfulness uh, with this podcast. So enjoy it. Thanks. You run or you help oversee or work with a podcast or a network of, of podcasters and thought leaders. You're around awesome uh, just people all the time and awesome leaders all the time. What's the best piece of advice you've either heard from them, seen online, read in a book that just hit you right in the heart that you've got to share with others? Yeah. The first thing that comes to mind is Sandra Pegram, who she was my assistant principal when I was a teacher. I got to work with her again as her assistant principal as she was the principal. It was phenomenal. She's like family. She's an amazing person. And she always just said, don't let anyone tell you who you are. And she knew I was working as an art teacher at the time. And, and I was struggling with that of like trying to figure out my identity and I talk about this in the book too, of like, who am I as a leader? And she was just so instrumental of like, not trying to mold me as herself, but allowing me to like, figure it out, make mistakes, fall on my face constantly. And then she come in and then we were able to reflect and kind of learn through that process. And, and she really showed me what a mentor truly should be versus so many times. I, and I've seen this firsthand of of people being told how to be, who to be, what to do in this position, instead of just allowing them to experience them themselves and figure it out. Because there's not just one right way to do a lot of things in administration. And so, you know, for her just to, to give me the confidence to say, whoever you become is great and fabulous. Don't let anyone get in the way of that was extremely powerful and exactly what I needed at that time. What is the best piece of advice that you've come across lately that just hit you right in the chest that, you know, either for yourself or you want everyone else to know and think about? I, I would say two, say two. One is, you know, I was one of my mentors. His name is Dennis McKees over an organization called Off School Grounds. I actually had a chain on Off School Grounds. It's a coalition of principals across the country. We meet actually every Thursday and we talk about how we can help each other solve the problems in education. And one one of the things I'm sure you get it when you're talking with leaders, superintendents, district leaders, they 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 will say this sometimes. It's like, yo, you know, we're we're 
we're flying the plane and building it at the same time, right? Like we're flying and building at the same time. And somebody said that, and I was close to Dr. McKeezy. He said, you know, I think it's about time we stop saying we're flying and building at the same time. Cause most of the times it always ends with somebody's cra- crashing and burning, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Or, or the pilot jumping out right before a crash and everybody's on there crashing and burning. And what that, what that meant for me was what he said, he followed up, he said, Today's problems exist because people of yesterday didn't solve them. And he said tomorrow's problems that will exist will be because we didn't solve them today. And that quote for me always hits me because I'm like, what am I doing today to help solve so there will be less problems for tomorrow? What leadership advice have you come across or has been on your heart? It could be now or it's been on your heart for your entire career that people just need to feel and hear. What leadership advice that I want everyone to know is that everyone brings their true self to a situation. Kids, teachers, life happens to everyone. And so if you're going to be a dynamic leader, a successful leader, you have to have empathy for all people in all every situation. So that always was a reason why I thought love, love for everyone in the organization is something that I had to feel, something I had to just, just to give up every day, the possibility, the hope, the drive. So I want to say that you just have to believe mm. and you have to hope. And you have to love all of the people that you are leading. And I think when that happens and you put yourself in their shoes along your journey, everyone will work to their full potential and kids will become their best selves. What's the best advice you've come across with recently that, you know, you have felt just amazing and hit you, you know, right in your heart that you think others should hear? Yeah, I think the thing that um, is just resonating with me is that, you know, our actions matter, right? Leadership matters. It's not just what we know. It's how we do this work. And we get to decide how to do this work. Leadership is an incredible gift. It's an incredible privilege, but it's not without cost. And so my just encouragement to the people listening would just be that we have to recognize that this work is hard. Not wish that it wasn't, but recognize that it is. And if we're going to step into this calling of leadership, that is going to be part of it. So how do we lead through those seasons, those moments well in a way where we don't lose the joy of what we're doing, but how do we lean in and do more than just survive, but truly thrive? I, you know, I was always impressed because, you know, you work, you know, you, you say 20 hours a day and you actually, it's actually fairly true uh, a lot of times. And yet you still prioritize getting a ride in, eating smart. How big of a role is that in your longevity? Um, It's a deal breaker, Dustin, to be honest with you. Monday through Friday, for sure, I do a smoothie every morning, and it's really what gets me started. Uh, I don't do a hard breakfast. I barely, I don't eat anything for lunch, and then obviously I eat a dinner. So I think healthy eating is what keeps me going. I don't eat a lot of, you know, if if, if I have a weakness, it's candy. Um, But for for the most part, what I do is try to take care of my body, my mind, and my spirit. And the body piece is obviously eating right and exercising. The mind piece is prayer and obviously fellowship. Um, and that, that's the spirit piece as well and not taking anything personal. So that's, that's kind of what does it for me. Folks that are around great leaders often like you are, are communicating, reading, learning, um, come across you know, a quote that 
you can't get out of your head. And it could be something you've had for years that you won't let out or something that you've come across recently that has inspired you. What's the best piece of leadership advice or a quote that you've heard that really sticks with you and motivates you? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that it's a quote that I shared earlier and I want to bring it back. I mean, I live by it. That if the, uh, the path before you is clear, you're probably on someone else's. And it reminds me, it, it's helpful to me to go back to that quote when I get frustrated um, by the lack of clarity in front of me, you know, like, or by just sometimes like you feel like you're lost in your own path or you're trying to do something and it's not working. And then, you know, I'm even have that on my LinkedIn profile. I have it on my desk and I just try to go back to that and say, yeah, there's a reason for that. I mean, it's hard because we're trying to blaze a new path and we're trying to create something new. And, um, um, that, that, that makes it all worth it. You're someone who travels across the world. You're probably exposed to all sorts of really inspirational stories and thought leaders. What's the best piece of advice that you have for people right now that you've come across recently or just is in your heart uh, when it comes to getting through change, getting through tough times, getting through like just pushing past pain, right? What's the best advice that you just have to share with anybody right now? You you matter. You matter. And I think in the world right now, I think of what's happening in parts of the world where powerful, mostly powerful dictatorial men, but some powerful dictatorial women. But we're in a world right now where some people are making decisions that impact all of us in ways we don't want to be impacted. So it's easy to kind of think, well, maybe I don't matter because other people are running things. No, you matter. And, um, and you're stronger than you think. You matter and you're stronger than you think. Leaders like yourself, are, you got surrounded by great friends, great stories, great people. Um, what, what's the best piece of, it could be leadership advice. You could come back to burnout advice that you're mm -hmm. uh, trying to give folks right now, but just something that's on your heart, kind of like it will get better like your kids did. Yeah. Just something along those lines that um, you just can't get off your mind right now. Yeah, there's a quote I just came across that had, like it resonated with me because it connects so much with how I've tried to live my life over the past couple of decades. Um, it's from Alan Watts. And I believe the quote is, you're under no obligation to be the person you were five minutes ago. <laughs> and for me, I think that's really empowering of, you know, so much of we, we get tied to this idea of identity of like, oh, I can't do this because that's not me. Or I can't do this because I haven't done this before. Or, Even as a writer, how many times I would question whether to write something because I'm like, well, what if this isn't true 10 minutes from now? Or what if I have all these people critiquing me on this? And it's like, no, like I, I'm going to say what I want and be who I want to be right now. And then five minutes from now, if that didn't work out and I want to shift my approach or my attitude, like I have permission to make that change. And I just love that idea of like, I'm under no obligation to anyone to be who I was five minutes ago. I'm going to do what I need to do in this moment. Um, just connects so much to how I've tried to, to live with taking risks and to try things, even if they're going to fail and put stuff out there, even if no one listens to it or sees it, um, can be really empowering. What's the best piece of advice that you've received lately or that you've received in your career just to encourage people to live and lead differently? It happened in grad school. Um, I did the strength finder to identify my five greatest strengths. And 
my professor who now works for the Department of Defense said, focus all your energy in your strengths and help and find people to help manage your weakness. Build the people around you to help manage those weaknesses, but focus relentlessly on those strengths. That was a shift for me because once I identified I am an activator, I'm not going to wait on people. I ha- Positivity is one of mine. Strategy is another one of mine. When I actually identified where my strengths lied, I utilized those to focus the work and energy that I do. It wasn't something, I'm going to be honest, I've never color-coded anything in my life. <laughs> and so I was trying to be a color-coded principal, and it was failing miserably. And so once I realized I don't have to be a color-coded principal because that's not who I am. I'm going to be who I am and focus on my strengths. That was the game changer for me as a, as a principal. Um, I have a lot of energy, always have. Uh, and that's not a bad thing, as I was told when I was a kid. So I think shifting what I was told what I needed to do and even when I was a child to understanding the gifts that I have and focusing on those gifts um, was the greatest uh, advice I had ever gotten um, in my career, to be honest. All right. Uh, what book or books have really influenced either your life or that you've read recently that you think people need to check out? The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron is a classic book of creativity. And it was not until I read that book, I kid you not, I already had a published book. I still didn't call myself a writer until I read that book that said, the only thing you have to do to be called a writer is to write. And it was so powerful for me that I could name myself that. So Julia Cameron, The Artist's Way. The second is The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, uh, which led me to having a virtual assistant. He was very early on that trend and that changed my business that I no longer had to do anything, um, but really thinking about the processes of my business and that I didn't have to do everything myself. So The Artist's Way and The 4-Hour Workweek. You're around lots of great leaders and thought leaders all the time, um, inspirational folks. What's the best piece of leadership advice or change advice you've come across recently that you just can't get out of your head and you want to share with people? So um, we have an educational leader in the state of North Carolina who I have listened to for many years that I respect tremendously. His name is Dr. Dudley Flood. And um, Dr. Flood, uh, a few years ago, I heard him speak and we were and he was speaking at the Color of Education Conference in North Carolina, which is really about understanding the equity issues that we have in our districts and how we address them and how we build capacity. Lots of speakers come and that sort of thing. And he was accepting some sort of a recognition. And one of the things that he said that I think about on a daily basis is that it is not until each one of us as individuals works with individual students in the same capacity that we would if they were our own child, that we will make a dent in what we see in achievement gaps and proficiency gaps um, across this country, Mm. that we have to work with each child as if they were our own child. What do we want for our own child and how do we work for our own child? And I, and I think about, and that's kind of where the, how do you work? How do you meet the needs of 160,000 students? One kid at a time. Please support us by subscribing to our YouTube channel, uh, podcast on Apple or Spotify and help us celebrate the beautiful, messy work of shaping human potential.